Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Come on, amen. How many feel God in the place this this morning? Amen. Amen. Come on, we get to have a water baptism this morning with our friend Curtis. He's going to magically appear through this curtain any second. Little magic trick here. Whoa, from behind me. Wow, look at that. Come on over here, buddy. Come on, this morning we get to celebrate with our friend here. I want to read you a scripture. Peter had just uh, finished preaching a message to a bunch of people. And he preached this message about how Jesus Christ, a man who walked on the earth and loved all people and did miracles and raised the dead, about how he was crucified. Now Jesus was nailed to a cross and he, he was innocent. And he died a criminal's death and he was buried in the ground. And on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again. And when he came out of the grave and Jesus Christ rose again, he opened up access for you and I to have a relationship with God where all of our, our sins were forgiven and all of our shame has been removed and all the things that we struggle with in our life, God has come to heal and transform our lives. And Jesus, God sent his son Christ to come and do that for you and for me. And Peter preached this message, the very message I just preached, the people who were in that place that day And this is what the response of the people was. Cut to the quick. Those who were listening asked Peter. They said, our hearts have been cut by your message. Brothers, brothers, what should I do? What should be my response to what you've just done and said about Christ in my life? And this is what what Peter said. Change your life. Turn to God and be water baptized each of you in the name of Jesus Christ so your sins are forgiven. Now listen, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is targeted to you and your children, but also to all who are far away, whomever, whomever, whomever wants this message. In fact, our master God invites you today. This isn't just for Curtis. Curtis's family is here today. This isn't just for Curtis and his family. This isn't just for little Eric, his son. This is for his family and his family's family and his family's family and whomever in the place today that wants to hear this message of Jesus and say, yeah, I want to give my life to God. Our response is to turn our lives to him and to go with Christ and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to be water baptized. What this is, is basically like a wedding ceremony. It's basically like standing up and giving your vows to Jesus, just like I did on my wedding day with my beautiful wife put a ring on her finger and I said I commit that I will never ever depart from you till death do us part I give my life to you I commit myself to you there will never be another woman for me you are the only woman for me that's right and that's exactly what we did when we did today in the water baptism we put a ring on his finger kind of like Beyonce put a ring on it we put a, put a put a ring on his finger we say all right Jesus I'm fully and completely committed to serving you and then from this day forward my life is yours amen yeah. amen come on let's Get Curtis in this warm water here. Curtis is just going to share something. He's going to read it to us. I'll hold that mic for him. Uh, This June of this year, my sister invited me to come to Love City Church with her. The only reason behind me coming to church was I, I was going to another church and it was hit and miss with childcare. So I spent the last three Sundays keeping Eric busy during the service by walking downtown. 
At this point, I have never had a relationship with God in my life, despite going to church on a regular basis in my life. At this point, I was perfectly all right with just carrying on the way I was as long as Eric and my family were okay. And it turns out that God had a different plan for me. <clears throat> it was the first day of a new series on the book of Ruth. And to be honest, I didn't even know there was a book of Ruth. Um, <laughs> during worship, I felt the overwhelming presence of God come over me like I've never felt before. And I just broke down. But because God has a sense of humor, of course, I got tapped on the shoulder and then Eric needs to go use the bathroom. So I wiped my eyes and put my game face on. And what after that seemed to be like an eternity in the bathroom, I returned to the service. Once Ryan was done speaking, worship began again and Bassie asked if she could pray for me. And God picked up right where he left off. I broke down again and I hugged Bassie, a person I just, just met. God told me in that moment that I belong here with him. And I need to stop running from him and that I was not alone. All the things that I passed in my past I did wrong didn't disqualify me from having a relationship with him and he had work to do in my life. That was my first step on my journey with Christ since God has revealed himself to me and I have met some truly wonderful people from the church. I joined a group. I've been reading my Bible. I've been working hard to press into God with all my heart. And that's why I've decided to go public today with my faith. Come on. Amen. That's a big moment, guys. Because he's saying, I want to serve the Lord with all my life. It's just, we love this guy. Curtis, based upon your confession of faith, in Jesus Christ, our Lord, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, into the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, Lord, we just pray right now, Lord. But Father, that you would give him the gift of the Holy Spirit. Would you fill him right now, oh God, with your power? We pray that God, from this day forward, he would serve you all the days of his life. Come on, church, put your hands forward tonight, this morning. Lord, we believe that by your power, there is a call of God in this man's life. We pray that he would be the father that you called him to be for Eric and the man of God you called him to be for you and that from this day forward, he will serve your kingdom with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's worship together. Come on, just close your eyes for a moment. Maybe you're here today and you don't know what this, is, this feeling is. This energy or this sensation you're feeling that's called the presence of the Holy Spirit what that means is that God Jesus the Spirit of Christ is in this room and the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is there's freedom just close your eyes for a moment I want you just to feel it 
that feelings of freedom, that feelings of joy, that feelings of refreshment, like drinking water on a, on a dry, hot day. Right now, we're feeling the very presence of the creator of the universe, the, the God of this, the ages, the God of the universe, the God who exists and his name is Jesus Christ and he's here right now in this place. He comes to heal your life. He comes to restore your mind. He comes to heal your marriage and your finances. He comes to bring you fresh joy. And best of all, he comes to bring you a life after you die in eternity with him. I've never done this before, but just with your eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Ryan, gosh, I, I'd like to get water baptized. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done that and I want to. We're about to do something. The Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning and said, Ryan, you got to let control sometimes go. You're in the room today and you just say, man, I got to respond. I got to get water baptized. We got to change the clothes for you. We brought one just for you. <laughs> here today and you follow Christ, but you've never gone public with your faith. This is the moment. And if you'd like to do that, what I want you to do is I want you to walk right to the back there, by the very far back corner by the entrance. My wife's going to meet you back there right now. She'll throw some shorts on you and get a shirt on you, and we'll get you water baptized right now in this moment in the atmosphere of God. And while we're doing that, come on, if you want to respond, right now is the time. Go ahead, just run back there. Don't even think about it. Just, just go right back right now and say, I've never been water baptized. I want to do it right now. Rush on back there. With every eye closed here in this place, I just believe that the Lord wants to do some healing right now. I just sense there's some hearts in the room that are just broken. When our hearts are broken, we take control. When our hearts have been hurt, we take the driver's seat. Because we don't want it to happen again. There's some people in the room who have some discouragement, some disappointment. Maybe you've got some things of your past tonight or this morning, or maybe you have some areas of sin in your life where you feel like you just can't get over and it's caused you shame and, and guilt. Or maybe you're facing a difficult circumstance in your life that seems just insurmountable. I want you to know today that our God is a way-making God. That our God is a promise-keeping God. That our God is a light in your darkness. That our God is a body-healing and mind-transforming God. And His presence is here right now. You're here in the room today and you say, Ryan, I just... I just want to take a moment to just acknowledge that I'm in that place. Well, with every eye closed in this place this morning, if you're here today and you say, Ryan, I just, I want you to pray with me. I'm not going to pull you forward today, but I want to say a prayer for you today. If you're in the room and you say, Ryan, I just feel like I'm sensing this presence and maybe you've never, ever accepted Christ into your life today and you'd like to do that. Well, right now, if you're in the room, firstly, and you say, Ryan, I just need some prayer. My heart's broken. I've been wounded. I'm a follower of Christ, but I just... I'm, I'm, I've been wounded and I need some prayer today. I want you to place your hand in the air real quick. Come on, all across the room. Amen. Come on, anybody else? Oh my, you can put your hand down for a moment. You're in the room today, you say, Ryan, I've never started a relationship with Jesus. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a follower of Jesus. And I felt his presence today. And I would like to start a journey with him. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to pull you forward. I just want to see who I'm praying for. You say, Ryan, that's me. I would like to give my life to Jesus just like Curtis did. And I want to give my heart to him. I want you to put your hands straight up in the air today. Wow, come on, praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Someone just raise their hand to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now. 
for every heart in this place. Holy Spirit, you are like a a warm oil that comes over our broken hearts and you begin to mend and you begin to heal and you begin to restore. I pray for those in the room today that came as followers of you with broken hearts. Lord, they've lost the wind in their sails. They're discouraged or hurting or broken today. Jesus, you are the way maker. You are the promise keeper. Lord, you are the light in our darkness today. And I pray for every hopeless and dire situation today. And we declare that our God is the king of your life. He wants to come even right now, Lord, as I I reach my hand out to these people who've raised their hands today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come right now as you do, our comforter and our friend, as our gentle partner, as you come and you place your hand on our heart right now. I just pray for healing. I just pray for restoration. I just pray for renewing. I pray for a fresh hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And Lord, I pray for the hearts in the room that have gone hopeless, which leads to cynicism and leads to criticalness, God, in our hearts. But Lord, today I pray for a fresh hope to believe once again that the God that you serve is the God that he says that he is. A fresh hope to believe that the God of the Bible is the God that I serve and that he, his promises are yes and amen in Christ. And that he will do what he promised that he would do. And even when it seems difficult and hard, God, we put our attention and our focus on you. And we lay down our human effort and we say, God, we put you in control of our lives. Now, come on, we're going to pray for this, this, this person today that raised their hand to accept Christ. And this is how we do it at Love City Church. We pray together. So I want you to repeat after me, everyone together with this, with this wonderful woman today who gave her life to the Lord. Come on, she wants to start a journey with you. On the count of three, I'm just going to start praying. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus I come here today. I, come I don't have all the answers, and I would like to give my life to you. I don't have all the answers. I don't have this thing figured out. Honestly, my life's pretty broken, Honestly, my life's pretty broken. And, I'm confused at times. and I'm confused at times. But one thing I know is that today today, I want to give my life to you would you forgive me of every sin I repent of my sin and I turn to you today and I I make you the Lord of my life and the King of my heart and I want to start a journey today in the mighty name of Jesus come on church let's cheer for this lady today come on come on God thank you Jesus come on The Bible says that all the angels in heaven celebrate over one soul giving their lives to Christ. Amen. Wow, God is up to something really, really good. And I don't know about you, but I just feel super privileged and honored to be a part of what God is doing and to be just a small piece of the puzzle to make everything come alive to what he's doing. So that's exciting. But this morning, I have the honor and privilege of introducing our guest speaker this morning. Her name is Roxy Iverson. I thought there was a picture back here. I looking back here and I was like, okay, no, <laughs> she's here. You'll get to see her in person. Um, but Roxy Iverson um, has been a part, obviously similar last name as ours. So you might think, hmm, what's the connection there? Um, but she um, married, as I did, married into the Iverson family. And, um, but b- before that, she's, she was served the Iverson family for years and years. And, and the um, a few things, but the very reason, honestly, you guys, that this is all happening today, and we get to experience the presence of the Lord in this way, and we get to press into who God is and learn more about who He's created us to be, really, and a large part is due to Roxy and her late husband, Uncle Dick. When they, Ryan sat down with him, them, what was it, three, four years ago, and just began to share 
what God was speaking to him, and they just said, go. They were the ones that said, go. You need to go and start this church. You need to go. We believe in you. And they said, we'll come. Even if there's not a lot of people there, we're going to commit to coming. And they did. And I'm so glad we were reminiscing and saying we're so glad that they got to come before he passed away. Uh, suddenly, He suddenly passed away not too long ago. And yet, um, I'm so thankful for Roxy's tenacity. Um, I admire her greatly for her um, spirit to continue forward the work and the wisdom that she was able to glean in her marriage through in him, with him and in their time of ministry together and all that, that they've learned together. She is a strong woman and she's carrying forth that wisdom to us today. And what a privilege, what an honor. If you guys only knew the wealth of wisdom that this lady holds, it comes quiet and soft, but it's so true and sure and so I'm so honored and thankful for this investment into our church today because we truly wouldn't be here without her, her investment and, and care and pastoral um, care in our lives. And so a lot of them, even in the face of difficulty, she has pressed forward and doing all that God has called her to do. So thank you, Roxy. And would you come and you welcome her this morning with me this morning. Wow, it's great to be back here. It's a... June of 17, we were here. And um, I just want to commend Ryan and Stephanie today. I think this is um, the end of Pastor's Appreciation Month. <laughs> and um, I want to commend you first for your vision to uh, plant this church and for many other things. The faith that you had to do it. But you can have vision and faith, but unless you have courage you're not going to accomplish it. One of the definitions of courage is um, to act in accordance with one's belief, even in spite of criticism. Sometimes you have to know what God's called you to do, and it takes courage to do it. And I want to leave you a scripture um, that was your Uncle Dick's life scripture. Um, First, First Chronicles 28:20, 20, and David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And that scripture goes on to say that he will bring every willing worker that you need to accomplish what God has given you to accomplish. And um, there's been so much change here in the last two years, two plus years. But um, there are many, many men like Curtis who need what you have. And so that's, that's why you're here. You're not just coming to just have a great time on Sunday and worship and have refreshments. And God's going to use you to reach people in Calgary. So I encourage you to be committed to the church. Church is not a club. That you go to like your athletic club oh my I haven't been there in a month <laughs> plug in do what like Andrew said today make this place your home and uh, you know at home you meet we we get our food every day we we don't want to miss a meal or two and when you miss a Sunday you're missing a meal and you're mission fellowship with the family so that's just the old great-aunt giving a little you know a little encouragement <laughs> Um, so today my scripture text comes from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. He's our refuge. He's our strength. The refuge is, comes from the outside. It's our defense. It's a place of trust. Strength is our inside. It's our offense. But the result of that is that he's a very present help in time of need. And because of that, we shall not fear. So we're going to delve into that just a little bit today. He's our refuge first. He's a refuge. The Bible tells us he's a refuge like a rock. Obviously, it's used to refer to something hard, something extremely strong, reliable, or hard. And um, Psalm 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And by the way, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. So just listen and take down the reference if you had a pen. Psalm 71.3, Be my strong refuge, to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. We resort continually to that rock and our fortress. He's also a refuge like a shield, a protection against blows or missiles. You know, the Roman soldiers had two kinds of... Um, of shields one they wore on their arm and it was for close-up battle but the other was a large shield which is what this verse was no doubt referring to and um, it was probably four feet wide by two and a half feet high or so and um, well high and wide um, they were made of wood covered with leather and um, actually what they did in battle was they stood together when their bat when their shields were linked the enemy could not penetrate them. And you know, that's just a, an, a side note here is that when we come together as a church body and we stand in unity with our shields hooked together, the darts of the enemy are not going to be able to penetrate. When someone would go off by themselves, they were um, prey to get something from the side, something that their shield was not protecting them from. So stay together in unity and uh, you'll have that added protection. Um, Psalm 18.30 As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. <laughs> Psalm 119.114 You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Uh, Paul pictures here the believer in the heat of battle and the air is thick with flaming arrows that have been dipped in pitch, and are set on fire. It's a life and death situation. How will he survive? He's got to hold up his shield. And the, the Bible tells us the darts of the enemy are coming. They're thought, mostly, you know what? They're thoughts that come our way. And we have to hold up our shield of faith to uh, just to stop the thoughts and the, the arrows of the enemy. Ephesians 6.16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And the Amplified says, Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all 
the flaming arrows of the evil one. It's a good word picture. Faith here means the ability to quickly, to apply quickly what we believe so to repel everything the devil does or attempts to do to us. And the key here is quickly. Once that arrow has penetrated us, it's a lot harder to get it out of us and it's left a lot of effect. So we want to deal with it quickly. What does God say about my situation? You know what? We don't rely on our five senses. Did you know they don't? They fail us. God's given us a sixth sense, which is faith. So when I am weak, what do I say? I say what God says. I am strong. My God shall supply all my needs. If God be for me, who can be against me? God is my healer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are our shields of faith that we hold up when that fiery dart comes our way. He's a refuge like a tower, a fortress or a stronghold. You know, you can easily see a tower, perhaps up on a hill, and has thick walls and an enforced door, and it provides a place of safety for its inhabitants. And God is that fortified tower to us. Years ago, I was in um, Ireland, and we were touring around, and I came across a castle, and it had one of those towers, you know, that they fled to when the enemy would come. And, you know, they had the rope ladder. They'd climb up that ladder, and when the last person got in, they'd pull the rope up, and they were in a place of safety. And I love that word picture, so that, you know, God is my tower. It's a place of safety from the enemy. Um, I'm giving you these scriptures so that you can war with them. Um, the uh, Passion Translation says, Lord, you are a paradise of protection for me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me when I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence. Perhaps part of that tower of refuge is just the presence of God. Psalm 62 one to two, truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense or my strong tower. I shall not be greatly moved or I shall not be shaken. And Proverbs 18 tells us the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now I could go into a, a whole series of messages on what the name of the Lord is and what it does for us. And I encourage you to do a study on the name of the Lord that he is a strong tower, a place of safety in the name of the Lord. He is a refuge for us like wings, the Bible tells us. Psalm 57, 1, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. Psalm 91, 4, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. The Bible tells us it's like a hen gathers her chicks. And I read a story about um, a forest fire that had taken place and a, a huge amount of devastation. But the firefighters were walking through to make sure that all traces of fire were out. And they came across kind of a, a lump and uh, looked a little odd. And so the firemen um, kicked it and realized that it was a large bird that was charred, but as he kicked it out from underneath, it ran little chicks. And realized that, that that mother had covered those chicks with her wings 
and even through the devastation of the fire, she had protected them. Isn't that what God does for us? But you know, I think it's interesting that I doubt that she had time to go to each one of her little chicks and say, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I think she gave the call, and they came. We have a responsibility. It's available to us, but we have to come running under his wings in the time of trouble. Sometimes we say, how come, God? How come you didn't do that for me? Well, did you answer when he called? Sorry. <laughs> uh, God is our strength. This is from the, uh, the, the inside of us. Deuteronomy 33.25, as your days, so shall your strength be. Some interpretations of that say strength as long as your days last. May your strength match the length of your days. And I think that should all be, a, be the prayer for every one of us. Whether you're here in the room, if you're young, you're not even thinking of, well, when are the days going to be that I don't have strength? But there's some of us here today who realize that we need strength every day. And um, we believe, God, that not only spiritual strength, but physical strength, that every day we have on earth, that God will give us that strength. How do we find strength? The Bible gives us many ways where we find strength. One is in the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you know that joy is not based on our circumstances? It isn't based on what's happening around us. It's happening based on what's happening inside of us. It's not just, I'm happy. But there's a deep joy in the, in the midst of trouble, even. And that's where our strength comes from. My husband and I started out every day of our married life with, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. We said it before we got out of bed every morning. And you know what? Um, did you know that we have enemies, and they're, they're little things, and they're big things? Um, and many times during the day, something would almost happen. That car almost hit us. He saved us from our enemy. And we acknowledged it. Did you know, um, sometimes we get mad at God for the one bad thing that happens, and we forget to thank him for the nine other things that didn't happen. You realize that, you know, we live here in a fallen world, and things are going to happen. But he protects us so often. And we have, to be, have a, um, we have to have a gratitude. I think gratitude is a huge part of of our offensive life. When we begin to recall all that God has done, it begins to build strength in us. I have a side note to parents here. Deuteronomy 28 talks about you will have children and not enjoy them. <laughs> you know why? And I mean, I mean, there's days where you don't enjoy them. But there's there are times when we have kids that are causing real problems. And I hate to lay a heavy on you here, but one of the reasons it says in the Bible, because you did not serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart. So parents, here's another little dagger. Just check. Are you serving the Lord with joy? What do your kids see? Are you happy going to church or are you griping? When you're on your way home, are you are you griping about what went on or that the service was too long or 
I mean, literally, they, they hear. And pretty soon, you're going to wonder when they're 15 or 16, why aren't they bringing us joy? Well, check now with your little ones. Am I serving the Lord with joy and gladness of heart? Another way we find strength is in quietness and trust. Isaiah 30, 15, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning or repentance and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence or trust shall be your strength. Did you know that rest is not a place of inactivity? It's a place where we, we give our burdens to the Lord. You know, sometimes we, the Bible tells us to cast our burden upon the Lord. We cast our burden upon the Lord, and then we take it back on a regular basis. The key is when you cast your burden on the Lord that you leave it with him. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And another way that we gain strength is in waiting in prayer. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And this is a scripture I love. Psalm 138, 3. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Made me bold with strength in my soul. You know, I've experienced that in the last 18 months. I lost my husband. I lost my mother. And, um, you know, people come to me and they're like, how do you do it? And you, you ought to be in grief class. And I'm just like, you know what? God's been my strength, and he's given me boldness. I know we all have our paths to walk down, and I know that sometimes it's harder than others, but I really believe that we need to wait on the Lord, and he will renew our strength in the midst of really hard times and make you bold with strength in your soul. And then, I know you've been speaking on this, but there's strength through praise. Exodus 15:2. the Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. There's a, a song. When a, a song rises up in your heart, strength begins to swell. And we not only sing, but we praise. And um, as you've learned, um, praise is an act of obedience. Um, we, we praise God, whether we've had a good day or a bad day. And when we do, that strength begins to rise in our soul. And then the Bible talks about strength in the midst of problems. I'm sure we, uh, we have these times. But Habakkuk 3, 17 to 18, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock be may cut off from the field, fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Wow, that sounds pretty bad. Huh, things are going bad. He says, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. The Lord God is my strength. In the midst, when, when it seems like there is no way, when there's not much money left in the bank account, when you've lost your job, when 
God has never failed you, and he will not fail you. Amen. We have a song that I love, um, and it, it's, you know, one of the words is, he's never failed me yet. And I was talking to my niece about that. She said, Aunt Roxy, what's with the yet? It sounds like he might. <laughs> God has never failed. Ever. And he won't. Okay. I was glad she caught that. Gave me faith for the future. Okay, there's strength and obedience. Deuteronomy 11.8, Therefore you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. There's strength in simply obe obeying what God has commanded you to do. And then it says God is a very present help in trouble. And my margin says abundant available help. Deuteronomy 33, 26 to 27, there is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to help you, across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God is your refuge, and his everlasting arms are under you. He drives out the enemy before you. He cries out, destroy them. He's a very present help. There's many scriptures that I could read. Um, 2 Chronicles 14, 11, and Asa cried out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do, let, do not let man prevail against us, whether with one or with many. God is there to deliver us. Math or Hebrews 13 6 so we may boldly say the Lord is my helper I will not fear what can man do to me Amen. Psalm 121 just meditate on this as I read it I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not allow your foot to be moved he, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And it goes on in Psalm 46, verses 4 to 5, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The city of God is the church. The church is a place of joy. The church is a place of refuge. Streams bringing life and refreshing. It's the river of God's life-giving presence. God is our refuge and our strength, both personally and corporately, as a church. What does the future hold? Uncertainty every day. But every second of every day, God's power and presence is available to us because 
He's our refuge. He's our strength. And he's our help. I'm going to close with a story, true story. It was a young girl whose mother died in childbirth when she was three. Her father was unable to care for her and her baby sister, so gave them up to another couple to raise. And in her late teens, arthritis began to creep into her body until she ended up in a wheelchair. And not long after that, both her adoptive parents passed away, leaving her and her sister without parents and without, with very little resources. But out of that, she wrote the following song. He gives more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sends more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he adds his mercy. To multiplied trials, his multiplied peace. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power no boundary known to men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he gives and gives and gives again. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed, when the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving has only begun. There may be some of you here today who have reached the end of your resources. Perhaps, honestly, in a monetary way, or maybe in a physical way, you've done everything you can. But just realize that His giving has only just begun. What you can go away from today is to remember, He's our refuge, He's our strength, and He's a very, very present help in trouble. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet this morning? What a great message today. You know, sometimes just hearing God's word over and over again, doesn't it remind us that we serve a powerful, wonderful, working way maker, amen? amen? Come on, just for a few moments, we're just gonna sing this chorus again. Would you just do me a favor? Would you place your hands in the air? Just almost like a surrender to God today. As we heard his word, just close your eyes for a few moments. Come on, as we sing this song, or we hear these words of God's word today about how he's a present help in time of trouble. He is our refuge. Come on, let's just sing this chorus together. And let this be our end today as we just declare that God, you are the God of refuge in our life. Come on, let's sing it together. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.